All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the You Like That Podcast. My name is Jack. I am one half of the You Like That Podcast, and I forgot how to clap. That's completely fine, but my name is Adam. I'm the other half of the You Like That Podcast, but it has been a bit since you have introed the clap, so... Very true. It's been a rough ride for you. I'm going to give it to you. You've done well. Honestly, fair. Following my shitty clap on today's episode, we're going to run through another delay that we probably jinxed ourselves. How we're going to talk about a <sighs> Sony villain entering the MCU and what that could mean. And then we're going to review the new movie with Jordan Peele's name on the poster, but he probably had nothing to do with it, Antebellum, yes. uh, which is a new cinema release movie. It is. So, so let's start. Let's do news and stuff first. Let's get into the news. There's a Start big, us off with a big delay. There's a big chunk of talking to do. Yeah. And then a, it, it's sort of like last week, and then the reviews is kind of like, yeah, we'll tell them. I like this format, minutes. though. I like this. We're, yeah, we're putting so a bit I. more for it. I'm, I'm happy with what we're, what we're um, moving with on this. So Yeah, so if that sounds like it's up your alley, just subscribe. You know, mm. uh, it's one video a week. Won't clog up your sub box, as I always say. Hit the like. Gets us up in the algorithm. Exactly more eyes. Right. Just get on to it. <laughs> it's just generally good overall. Exactly I have right. nothing else to say about that. No, pretty much. Um, I agree. So we have been heralding the demise of one Senor Bond. Yes. No Time to Die has been delayed again till April yes. next year. Easter weekend next year. It is October. It's not coming out till April next year. Um, I, I'm not even like that excited for it. I'm just like, oh, cool. You know, I, I like Daniel Craig as Bond. I, yeah. I would like to see his swan song, see how they end it. I love Rami Malek. Like, I think he'll be a great villain. Also, it's just a new big blockbuster and that, movie. That's, that's all it is. It's a, yeah. It was a big movie coming out that's like... That was still coming out. <laughs> exactly right. And it was just like, oh, that's going to be a great movie to fucking talk about and, and, and review and all that. And it's like, ah, it's just, yep. We shouldn't have. And been every so week, yeah, every expecting. week, every week we joked about it, and we was like, "Well, yeah, you know, still got no time to die in November," but now we do not. Yeah, we fucked that for um, ourselves. So, <laughs> honestly, we should just stop reporting on these. Like, yeah, everything, nothing is fucking coming. Nothing out. is coming out. The only things that are coming Weird out now are just art stuff, like yeah, Antebellum. <laughs> art stuff, and I don't know about you, the, the trailers I saw at the start of this were fucking whack. Yeah, I don't remember. There was one I've never heard of. Get. Oh, what was it? It was a name. It was like, did you see the Sweden family murder? Yeah, yeah that's the one I'm, I'm thinking of. Hell of Blood or something it's called. I, don't bloody, I think it was Bloody Hell. Bloody Hell, yeah. Bloody Hell, and that um, looked fucking stupid. It was very strange. It looked like, remember fucking way back when we um, follow me, we saw that weird New Zealand crime yeah. trailer, and it didn't come out here. I have a feeling I, no, it I just accidentally know. got onto I the file. Know. They might have just like... Zipped it and been like, "Ooh, wow, it's not supposed to be here." Yeah, we'll just slide that under the rug. No one will notice. Yeah, and then I don't even remember what else I saw. I think the only other one was the trailer for June. Yeah, it was. It was a shortened one as well. Yeah, which is sort of like the only, you know, big shot movie that we sort of saw. And then I think the other trailer was fucking something stupid, small again. That was just some arty bullshit. The problem is, Tenet was the yardstick, and this is this is. I'm not making this up. Tenet was the yardstick. It's done very well everywhere except mm. America because America is still pretty heavily locked down. But it has made its box office back. Yeah. It is made up for the budget. But the problem is, studios go, it didn't do well in America, pull everything. So, so that's what's going to happen. That's... Yep. So No Time <laughs> to Die has been delayed because of that. Yes. Um, so that's going to come again later. and We'll be fucking busy next year, so Ooh, that's good. Yeah, as long as everything comes out. Everything's in between like the April-May 
time. First quarter, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be it's going to be strong. And they'll dump a bunch of shit in January as they do. January yeah. is the dumping ground oh, for 100%. movies they're yeah. not confident about, and I personally sometimes enjoy those. That's very true. Um, so yeah, no time to die. Delayed. Not coming. Moving on to some more exciting news. Yes, there's probably heaps more news, but I am chomping at the bit to talk about this because, yep. boy, do I have feelings about yep. it. Yes, we uh, do. Jamie Foxx recently revealed that his controversial portrayal of Electro in the Amazing Spider-Man 2, go back and watch our Spider-Man episode, we talk, we don't really talk about the movie, we kind of make up what it was like in the writer's room. But, because we couldn't be fucked to watch it again. But we did touch on it, Yeah, sort of. Just basically um, explained how shit Electro was. He will be in Spider-Man 3, 3. The third Spider-Man 3, because they've... Yes, so the no, next MCU... the second Spider-Man 3, because the amazing Spider-Man didn't get to number 3. Exactly right. So he's hitting the MCU. A Sony character hitting the MCU definitively. Yep. Same actor. Yep. He reckons it won't look the same. He did come and say, yeah, I'm coming to join the MCU, and I promise I won't be blue. Yeah. The problem with me being a host of this podcast is I don't remember how... The Amazing Spider-Man 2 ended. Did he die? Obviously not. I don't believe so. So, the obvious theory is the Doctor Strange sequel has a subtitle. Yes. Multiverse of Madness. That first word is very, very important. Multiverse. Marvel are doing it, and I'm very fucking happy about it. So, I think this will... I think he will be in it for about 18 seconds like I don't know Tom Holland will accidentally trip and stumble into the <laughs> the Garfield verse yeah and be like who the fuck are you and then the last child will be like bangarang <laughs> um and and then he'll just die somehow yeah. and then like it'll be like he'll go through a bunch of it is there's definitely an option that it Doctor can be. Strange will be pulling the strings being like trying to save him or something I reckon yeah and he'll be fucking up like not fucking up but being like oh that's the wrong one that's the wrong one yeah Some, something it can be like, like that. that there's other rumours that you know it's it's more alluding to a sinister stick a sinister six yep um, which is what the Amazing Spider-Man 2 tried to do with wanted the, to do yep the wall of jetpacks and arms and stuff yep which led me to go why not just do someone else hmm in the Sinister Six, they haven't really done yet. Um, my pick would be John Cena as Rhino. I know they sort of did Rhino with Paul Giamatti, which is weird because yeah. they got a very big actor. Like, Paul Giamatti is a hot ticket, and he was in it for 24 seconds. Yeah, it was bit not longer very than, long at all. bit longer than Jamie Foxx will be in Spider-Man 3. Uh, yeah, more than anything. I don't know. I'd also see John Cena being Sandman, though. Yep. He's just I got agree. that bulky, flat-ass haircut yeah. that could definitely work for a... Yeah, I, I really loved um, Spider-Man PS4's portrayal of Doc Ock as well. A sort of mm. old, failing, yeah. physically failing man, like, just desperately trying to... Yeah. Um, I just want a rhino in an actual rhino suit, like in the old PS1 games. Yeah, that won't happen. It'll, it'll always be <laughs> mech. It'll, fucking it'll always be... It'll be a mech Silver suit. fox weapon tech, suit. yeah. But, I don't know. Or just do Electro again in a more... Silly, comic accurate. Like, not the full green and yellow, obviously. You can't... No, the star face. Yeah. That's Suicide Squad stuff. They won't do yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, have him have him in at least a green cardigan or something. I don't know. Yeah, just throw that on. Make it... Make it and, modernize it. And modernize do, not, it do not do another Goblin. Green Goblin, mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe, I love, obviously. Yeah. It's done. Hobgoblin, Dane DeHaan. One of the worst 
one of the w- strangest acting performances, characters, designs, ideas that any studio I've ever had. We don't need any more goblins. Yeah, um, we don't need it. So we put it out to you, the audience, our dear chums who listen, um, what you think about it, what you think it could mean. Uh, we got a couple of responses that I'm having time for as Adam is looking in them up. Oh, we want to do right that now? now? Sure. Well, we might right. as well. Let's chuck it in now. Do, uh, yeah. We'll chuck the questions later for the <laughs> yeah, general. Yeah, but, we'll, um, we'll, we'll shimmy it up. we got two audience interaction segments. I do, I do. So this week. We'll start, with, uh, we'll start with Instagram first. A couple quick ones here. Um, food sack. <laughs> Just some random guy yeah. that was on there. I don't know who that is. I looked at his pages, like a bunch of like food reviews and that. It's pretty funny. He's just in his car. He's an Aussie guy. Sweet. Um, He plainly just said, bring back Doc Ock. Yep. Yep. I think that'd be pretty popular. Yep. I know it's been done. Alfred Molina was great as Doc Ock. And that was a really, really cool portrayal. He looked awesome. Yeah, definitely did. He was scary as fuck. But I I would love, like... I thought about Eric Banner the other day. Mm. And I was like, man, you haven't seen Eric Banner in a while. Yeah. And I reckon if he, you know, if he rustled up... (laughs) Chucked on a couple of pounds, like, you know, went a bit boarding or something. He could do, like, a failing old man, because he's yeah. mid-50s. Yeah, um, he is getting on there, isn't he? And, you know, I know he was the villain in Star Trek, but he can be a villain again. Yeah, of do course. And he was also Hulk, and that would just be a funny tie-in. Yeah, exactly right. We don't talk about that Hulk movie, though. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> um, Trey's come in and said, I think Electro was the light in a very dark day of the two worst Spider-Man films in general ever made. The casting was disgusting. Yep. Uh, story was stupid. Yep. Fell into a tank of eels. Yep. That for some reason was in a multi-million dollar corporation building. Yeah. And just the general vibe of those movies as well. Were just he, he was off. like, he was like, there was something wrong with him and he was like obsessed with Spider-Man or something. Remember that? It was the one time like he like ran into him like in the middle of a square or something. And yeah. And Spider-Man sort of, like, being Spider-Man. Like, like gave him a, like a talk or something. Yeah. And, while he was in his weird, like, curly hair, and they took a photo. That's what they took yeah, a photo yeah. together. Um, he, I said it last week, but his um, the the fight in Times Square mm. is really spectacular. I think that looks amazing. Yeah, it does. For as stupid as Electro looks, like just the way all the screens and stuff are going on and all the mm. slow motion, um, I really, really love that sequence. But I just, I just don't love Jamie Fox as Electro in this guise of Electro or yeah. in another guise or whatever. No, it is, it is a different one. So, um, so, James, he's saying the whole dubstep auto-tune thing needs to go. The small backstory to Electro was okay. Glad it was short, though. I don't mind the costume and visual design. Yeah, right. Sweet. It's fair. I, I agree with the voice. That, like, 100%. It's such a sign of the times the, that the they voice put in, is like, fucking stupid. dubstep auto-tune talking to himself. Definitely was okay having a shorter, you know, origin to, to himself. Didn't yeah. take up a lot of screen time. But what they did throw in was pretty stupid and the design was very out there like it's nothing like any portrayal of electro ever no it was it, it was wasn't good different. but it was wild yeah i don't know if they sort of just like try to take in you know what would what would someone look like having thousands and millions of currents of voltage running through their body at one time yeah would it give off a blue shade is that why they went with the blue instead of like yellow Maybe there's, there's all these scene when he wakes you know? up and he's all crispy and his skin comes off yeah that was pretty cool. I like that scene. Yeah. I wish he stayed all crispy. <laughs> <laughs> and he just could, like, barely move the whole time. Like, what you, what's your name? <laughs> I'm Electro. He should be called Crispy. 
Captain Chris. Oh, shit ass jokes. All right, let's move over to Facebook then. Um, Mark's come in to say, open for a Spider-Verse film, but not sure about reintroducing Jamie Foxx as Electro. Yeah, so... Yeah, I agree. Definitely, definitely multiverse. You can definitely do a multiverse situation where it's not Jamie Foxx, because obviously different universes, can be different people portraying him, just like we saw in the Spider-Verse movie. Yeah. Granted, it's animated. It's the same thing. It's a whole bunch of different Spider-Men, so... Yeah. We could have the same with Electro. We could have the same different versions of the Sinister Six. Yeah. And it, it, won't, it won't be long. Like, like Infinity War, it'll, it'll just... It could just be like a last-minute thing where yeah. they just pop in at the last five minutes and then it's yeah, like... that's the thing. It could, be an, it could be an after-credits. Yeah, yeah. And, and Jamie Foxx is be. just taking the piss. It literally could just be that. Like, the, the end of... Spider-Verse, they tease Spider-Man 2099 with the pointing meme. Yeah. And it's just like, everyone was like, oh, Spider-Man 2099's in it. This is awesome. Yeah. He's in it for three seconds at the, the end. Yeah, so exactly that, right. it, it could be anything. We won't know for fucking seven years because this movie's never come out. Pretty much, like yeah. every movie ever. Exactly Dan leaked right. me to a TikTok. It. One of those bullshit. Just because Sam Raimi got attached to Doctor Strange and it's called Multiverse... Like all over TikTok, people are making up stories like Toby Maguire's back. Toby Maguire's yeah. it's not happening. Toby Maguire doesn't even act anymore, let alone do Spider Man. He yeah. didn't want to do Spider Man two. He didn't want to do Spider Man three. He's not coming back. Exactly. I right. would love nothing more than to see Toby Maguire again. Like no, no, fat and old Toby Maguire, but he's not. It, it's not happening. No, it would be the, the multi- biggest stretch, and it would. I mean, I I know Marvel have the money, Disney have the money oh, to, yeah, to throw it at him, but I think he probably has enough enough he, restraint to be. Look, it's not going to be what you're expecting. Yeah. So no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Just he, keep the memes that I've given you. Yeah. Run with that. Leave me be. He was a 39 year old high schooler in those movies. Exactly right. <laughs> I imagine what he's going to look Didn't like work now. then. It's not going to work yeah. any better now. And of course, anything can happen with this multiverse. But you got to remember, you have to remember, Sam Raimi came into a finished film, mostly. Yeah. Script-wise. Like, visual-wise, probably. Yeah. Sam Raimi will throw a little bit of... Yeah, and he probably has, more, he probably has the more chance yeah, now, that, since that, the COVID that. shit happened. Maybe he's had the more time for them to sort of reflect and be like, you know, maybe we can change the script up, maybe we yeah. can change more, and Sam Raimi can be like, yeah, I can make it more mine. But the problem with that is, he's... A Disney Marvel movie. He's stepping onto. We saw what happened with Edgar Wright. Yep. Edgar Wright went, "Hey, I want to make a weird movie." And Disney were like, "You don't want to make Spider Man, uh, Iron Man one again? Get the fuck out!" And then, <laughs> and then Ant Man came along, and it was Iron Man one again. It's a terrible, terrible movie. So yeah, but Ant Man two was pretty decent. No, it was better. It's bad. Shut up. It was better. <laughs> Right. Sequel's even worse. So um, I want to hit with this one real quick. Emma came in with just saying "bring back," and then she inserted the gif of Willem Dafoe going, "You know, I'm somewhat of a scientist <laughs> myself." And that uh, one, that was my favorite thing that I ever saw because just seeing Willem Dafoe's face is just a, is it, it brings joy to me. Emma and I have bonded over a decade of loving the Raimi trilogy and all the memes that come with it. Yeah. So you know what. I'm alright with that. I would have Willem, right I would have Willem Dafoe's Goblin back. I know exactly. I said no more goblins, but fuck, bring bring it. Bring it, I'm bring this back. I, I don't, I, just, I don't really want anyone to come back. It's just make new movies. Yeah, man. no, I, I agree with it as well. I, the, I want to, I want them to expand and, and show more. The J. Jonah Jameson thing at the end of Far uh, from Home. Far from Home. I was like, I was like, oh my god, this is incredible. I'm so, I really love this. Yeah, but. Uh, he is so perfect as that character. Exactly. Everyone else in the Raimi verse is like, yeah, I guess they're okay as the character. But they're replaceable. 
But they're replaceable. The Amazing Spider-Man, no. <laughs> <laughs> no one did good there, ex- no except for maybe Emma Stone. Yeah, just make just make new stuff. Yeah, just make it all new. Um, your boy Connor's come in just to quickly say Jamie Foxx Redemption arc incoming, and I know that hit you really well. Connor loves those movies, and it's a big point. Connor is my housemate. It's a big point of contention in our house. Is that he very much enjoys the two amazing movies. I do not. Connor. First one, not as shit as I remembered it, but still pretty average. Exactly. It's it's lower on the scale, but number two is definitely at the bottom of every scale. But after all of this, all it's done is make me more excited than I already was for the Doctor Strange sequel. I know Doctor Strange 1 was Iron Man 1 again, but yep. it was one of the best ones, I reckon. Yeah, it was brilliant. I love Doctor Strange. So. It was a really good movie. Even Brooke loved that. Yeah, no like, matter I what, fucking love Doctor yeah, Strange. No matter what, what the ties are to the wider universe, no matter what how much of a sequel it is, I just want more Doctor Strange. Especially revisiting Infinity War. Yeah. Like, I forgot how much he was in it. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, I like this so much more now because yeah. just of how much, especially Benedict Him. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Thank you. Brumble, Stimpy, Cropple, Bobber. Um, he is so perfect as Doctor Strange. Like, talk about casting. Holy shit. Mm. Yeah, he's good. Uh, we could talk about this forever, but we probably exactly. shouldn't. Exactly. Um, um, we'll just jump on the last one from Rui. Um, he's saying I didn't mind his character too much in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 except for some pretty cringe writing which can be largely improved with the MCU plus this introduces a possibility for a Spider-Verse film or arc so yeah. uh, most people are on the sense of a Spider-Verse film isn't coming yeah. um, or some sort of arc to tie them all in with each other so I think a lot of people are on the same page of knowing where this will be going and it will be a surprise if a Spider-Verse doesn't arise in this next film. Because yeah. cool. they did touch on it in Far From Home. The yeah. whole thing in the trailer was, oh, there's a multiverse, and then it was like, ah, it's just not a Cameras, thing. yeah. <laughs> um, it is cool that, like, the mass... Like, everyone seems to know what a multiverse is now, thanks yeah. to Spider-Verse. And I think that gives Marvel a lot more freedom. Um, less having to explain it. Yeah. I think. I think Doctor Strange 2 can now just be a weird movie yeah, full of multiverse so. stuff without an, the first hour explaining what a multiverse exactly is. Exactly right. Ex- especially for the fact of we did get our first trailer and look at WandaVision. So yeah. the uh, upcoming Disney Plus series with um, uh, Wanda and Vision from the Marvel movies and their sort of uh, 80s sitcom type uh, multiverse series. Yeah. Where it's really going to show, and I think they explained that to understand Doctor Strange, um, the next movie, WandaVision is a massive part in this. So that's yeah. probably going to be our, our biggest first stepping stone into the multiverse. Yeah, because Scarlet Witch's powers, like throughout the MCU, were always a bit muddy. Like, yeah. In the comics, she's super powerful, can do heaps. But in the movie, she just kind of shot some red arrows and. Yeah. Made shields and stuff, but she can do so much more. Yeah, exactly. One division right. looks like, looks like she's like so traumatized by losing vision, she's like gone insane and is creating all of this stuff. Yeah, and like she will lose the grip on what's real and what's she's making up and stuff. Um, the mum from that '70s show is in it. No, oh, yeah, which is sick. That's great. So yeah, I'm really excited for that. Yeah, it will be very exciting. Very, very. That's um, this year, isn't it? That's coming before. I'm pretty Winter sure. Soldier. I'm pretty sure, yes. It is the first thing to come. Mandalorian is this week, isn't it? No, Mandalorian is in the next... Is at the end of the month. Okay. End of the month. Sweet. Um, so that's all you guys' thoughts on Electro. Thank you for sending those in. Yeah, we do thanks. appreciate it. Um, and uh, just a quick sidebar as well. Uh, this episode would have been our Venom 2 
uh, episode. <laughs> yep. Venom 2 would have been released um, two days ago. So we would have been sitting down right now reviewing that movie. I would not have been in this good of mood if we had a set through Venom 2. <laughs> I would not I be as fucking cheaper. wait. I When's can't that fucking wait. Never? Has that been announced? That is June next year now. Fuck me. Yeah. We that was that was sort of a delay that yeah. uh, that just sort of like didn't really get fully announced, and they just went, "Oh, Venom Two was supposed to be out this weekend, but it's now June next year." And we're like, "Wait, when the fuck yeah. did that happen?" And we, and we never knew when it was finished either. Like, but again, the other one is, <laughs> "When's Morbius coming out?" Morbius is just yeah. They have you heard of anything no, since, since then? <laughs> That's we got the trailer, we got the release, with all this, and then it's just like, they've, yeah, they stopped playing the trailer. They haven't mentioned any delays. Um, I think Venom 2 will be a Super Bowl trailer whenever the Ooh, Super yeah. Bowl happens. Yeah, that could be a thing. Which will be much later now, I guess. Mm, yeah. So Might not even make it in time for it. It might be released before. If it's too. done. Because like, remember, Tom Hardy was posting on photo set, uh, on set photos Yeah. when he wasn't supposed to be. He got in trouble for doing that. Oh, yeah. I'd assume that movie would be done by now. Well, yeah, if it was supposed to be out, I guess. Yes. That was those things. Fuck, I'm glad it didn't come out yet. I can't. That gives you more time. Because I would have to watch the first one. It gives one more again. time for you. Oh, yes. <sighs> it's happening in June next year, I guess. Yes, it is. All right. That's where we're going to leave with that one there. So now I think it's time we jump into our movie review of the latest cinema release of Antebellum. This movie is, as you said, Something that was advertised from the producers of Get Out and Us, most notably Jordan Peele's work. Jordan Peele has no association with this movie whatsoever. God, no. He did not direct, he did not write, he did not even produce this movie. Nope. But because this movie is set in a sort of uh, subgenre of, you know, black Americans and going past with uh, how they're treated, racism, inequality and all that. Yeah. They sort of try to just squeeze it in and be like, it's going to be the same as that. Because Get Out was a great movie. I really love that movie. Us was okay. It was weird, it's still but it was, very, it was it, still really yeah. good. Us is a very good movie, but it was following up a perfect movie. Exactly right. So it, it struggled a that little bit. That one faltered a bit, but it was still, if you just look at it as I a movie that Us. it is. Oh my God, I love that movie. I remember seeing it, and from what I saw, I'm like, I did not expect what the fuck happened in no. that movie. But um, then... We get this movie. Then we get this movie. So this was announced a long time ago. Yeah. This was a long... If I watched the trailer, I don't remember it. I didn't remember either. Yeah. I sat in the cinemas going, I don't remember anything that happens in this movie. No. But the the poster is just so fucking misleading. Exactly. Because the poster is like what Get Out's and Us was. It was some... I thought it was going to be a really weird horror movie. Yeah. I suppose it is horrific in a way. It's horrific, but it's not actually a horror. It's not, you know... There's no monsters, there's no ghouls, there's no jump scares, there's yeah. nothing like that. And it is just a, a horrific tale, I guess you can yeah, call it. Let's try and not spoil it, because yeah. I was about to say a word that would spoil it, but yeah. I'm not we'll jump, we'll jump non-spoilers for if there is anyone out there that wants to watch this movie. We if you can, just want to go and see a new movie. Yeah, we can talk about it this without good. spoiling it. It's a, it's a fine movie. It it's, is a fine movie. Yeah. So let's run through <laughs> the, uh, the quick... The quick uh, synopsis and whatever else bullshit you want to call it before we start it. So, directed by Gerard Bush and Christopher Renz. Mm -hmm. This is their directorial feature debut. Okay. They are two friends who have written and directed a bunch of short films. This is their first major film that they have written and directed themselves. Yep. Um, Budget of 15 million. 
I think is pretty high for a movie of this caliber. Yeah. Because there's, I can't see much where this would have taken a big budget. No, neither. When we look at previous films and what they do, and they send nothing. Upgrade. There it is. Upgrade There's was, the glass. Upgrade was what eight million or something. Not even. Yeah, Invisible Man. Invisible Man was, Man was like 10. six. Yeah. The Saw movies were fucking one. Oh, the Saw movies were just change. The, <laughs> change the first Saw movie was one point eight million, and all they used was two fucking rooms. Yeah. Look what that did. Uh, this was fifteen million. Again, box office. We don't take too much account, but it has generated three point nine million thus far. This did only have a. Uh, VOD release um, from the 18th of September uh, with a select cinema uh, release as well as an Australian cinematic release. So I think between us and the US, we're the only countries to actually get a cinematic release of this movie. Yeah. Otherwise, straight to streaming because with a budget like this, who the fuck cares? Yeah. But apparently it did sit for the first two weeks at number one and number two on all streaming platforms. So it did nice. all right there. Yeah. But then we jump to the... Rotten Tomato scores, which received 28% through the critics. Very harsh. Vicious. Uh, but 58% through the audience. This is this is a rare one where after I saw it, I went and read a bunch of reviews. Mm. And v- so rarely am I like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I get everything they're saying. Yeah. But with this movie, I was just like, yeah, all of these reviews are absolutely fair. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's... You just desperately want more. You want 100%. so much more from this movie. There is so much more that this movie could could have brought to the table. What What's the... Did you get, like, the spoiler-free plot? You know how they do a short spoiler-free? Because I don't even know how you'd describe the plot. I can get it. I can get it. I'll, we'll quickly run through the cast as well. Um, not a big cast. No. No one too noticeable. Oh, Gabordi um, Sabid would have been a lot of money. She's an Oscar winner. Yeah. Um, you would know her from American Horror Story. You know her. She was in Precious. Pre- yeah, Precious. She was amazing. Um, Precious. She is fucking astonishing. She is only movie. sort of a like a side extra piece in this. She's only in a, a couple scenes. Nothing massive. But God, when she's in it, you she's are funny. just glued to her. She's she is really funny. so electric. She is awesome. Man. She is, she does really well. So um, this movie is led by Janelle Monae or Janelle Monae. I know that name, but I don't know why. Well, she is a solo musician. She's Grammy nominated and okay. and and winning solo artist. Um, so she's done a lot of mu- music work. She's done a bit of um, a bit other filmography stuff as well. She was in Moonlight as well. Yeah, which um, I do want to watch. So she plays the leading leading star, Veronica. Um, then you have Eric Lang, who is Blake Denton slash him. He's a big TV star guy. He's done like Narcos. Victorious was one of his bigger ones. He's just done a lot of sort of one-off episodes here and there. Yep. He's got a really deep Western American voice, so he suits that you know, sort of like weird cop or just redneck type of guy. Yep. Um, Jenna Malone, who is Elizabeth, the uh, the white woman in this. Most notably, she was in The Hunger Games. Early work, she was in Donnie Darko. Uh, and Jack Huston, who's Captain Jasper. He's just been in American Hustle. He was Ben-Hur as well. So, God, he's a creep in this movie, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, everyone's a fucking creep in this movie. So there, there's not a massive, not a massive cast in this. No one of massive recognition. Um, I mean, I guess you can sort of put that down to the budget could have been bigger had they had more people there. And I think that's sort of where they went. Oh, you know, this is our first crack at a movie. Yeah. If we have too big of a people, then, you know, it might Rarely do you see a big debut with a million 
like ten million dollar actors. So yeah, with no, a budget, like it's all within the budget. I think Gavorti Savib would have been pretty expensive. Yeah, and for for the for the short amount of time that they that they had it for, <laughs> it was yeah, it was clearly two days. <laughs> Very yeah. clearly two days. She's on <laughs> two sets. Definitely. Um, all right. So how would we quickly describe this movie in that? non-spoilish plot it's hard because I don't remember the trailer either so yeah, I don't know how much the trailer showed <laughs> um, so in short it's basically successful author Veronica Hanley finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late there we go I like that but that's not what you get in this movie though <laughs> that's the as I read that I went that sounds like a good movie and realised oh wait I've seen that movie and it's not it <laughs> So you didn't like this? No, I, th- I thought this was a fine movie. Oh, okay. I know, it seems like, I, it seems like I'm ready to roast this movie. Yeah, it really felt like you were about to sink your teeth. I was going to do a jack then and go, yeah, fuck. fucking loathe this movie. No, no, no. This, this, for me, this was a fine movie. And I don't want to say it was bad purely because I wanted more. Not a bad movie. It's just, yeah, it's just a bit lacking. Like, the pieces were there. My, my first note, and we can go more into this in spoilers... The, if this was a 10-episode Netflix run, mm-hmm. 10 45-minute episodes, it would have been incredible. That'd be brilliant. Because they could flesh everything out 100%, a bit more. 100%. Um, there's a couple of twists and turns that just kind of happen, and they don't really... They don't They don't expand they on They do them. explain it, but it's sort of explained in it's a very, sign or something. It's, and it's, just like, it's very, very uh, thrown under the, thrown under think, the rug type. So there's, there's good guys and bad guys in this movie. I think you could have done an episode with the bad guys, like, setting up everything, yeah. like, all of this stuff, and then the good guys. You get to know them a bit more, so you care a bit more about yeah. the situation. The situation that they're in, we'll go more into it, is really horrific, and yep. um, we're two white blokes, so we can't... We can't throw too many, you know, mm. how horrific is it? Because I imagine for people of colour, it's unspeakably horrific. Yeah, exactly. But it, you just need more time to be more worried, more stressed. Like, if this is a horror movie or a suspense movie, yeah, it needs a bit more time. I, I messaged you, and it was like, it's such a short movie. Yeah, and that's it. I told you, just give me one quick one-word one word review before we actually do the review. Yeah. And you just said underwhelming. Yeah. And after I saw it, completely fair. Yeah. That's exactly how I thought of it. Um, yeah, definitely a shorter movie, just under two hours. So it's not it's not feeling like a long time, uh, even though the sort of pacing of the movie is very weird, considering the first half of the movie is set where it is. There's a couple of time jumps. There's time jumps which makes the, you... The first reveal into the twist, the the way that's shot and done, yeah. I was like, holy fuck, that is incredible. And I was just yeah. like, Where, what is happening now? Where is this going? Yeah. And then they kind of did nothing with it. Yeah, and then it just <laughs> kind of went on. You're like, oh, ah, rats. Rats. But uh, yeah, there's some time jumping moments here and uh, it works, but then it doesn't work. Because it's not explaining enough, and it just sort of goes, uh, just go with it. It will make it easier yeah. for you to try and the downfall. Get like, what's happening here? Listen to me every single week. Oh, this movie's too long. I'm too old and fat to watch a long <laughs> movie. This movie, it just needed so because I'm so interested and intrigued in the whole situation. Yeah, the society like that set it all up and stuff. I'm just like, man, I really want to see that in a cool, stylish Netflix series. Yeah, um, not a 
barely two hour movie. Yeah, yes. It's just it's just not enough. So the But it is the, good, like it looks gorgeous. That first opening shot goes for about yeah, that, that, like twelve minutes of one single shot. And that's where I got very God, interested from it. I'm like, this is shot really well because it's showing a lot just in the background yes. of what's happening right now. And they skip a lot of exposition by doing that. Yeah. And it's just like a subtle soundtrack. It's it's very sort of like ominous in a way and it's just slowly panning through. But I like the way that they did the camera work where it didn't seem like it was on a dolly. Yeah. It seemed like it was someone walking yeah. with the camera. So it had a like up and down bounce to it. Yeah. We're we're big we're big pushers of show don't tell. Yeah. And this movie is just if people ask me what I mean by that, I would just say the opening shot of this movie. 100%. It's, it's incredible. 100%. Because, because you, you see almost every character. Like, Yeah, you learn a lot from... You, you learn a lot about this movie from this intro and where it's sort of going to lead to until it yeah. doesn't and it twists. Yeah, it's a cool misleading. It is very misleading, especially if you don't watch the trailer and when that first twist comes, when, the, when they're in that bed scene and I went the fuck is happening right yeah. now and, and, goes, the, and the sm- oh this must be the okay. adrenaline you have from that twist mm. you're like this could go anywhere and I can't wait like what yeah. is happening is it supernatural is it exactly nightmares like exactly you know right. whatever but yeah, yeah. more about so, in spoilers the um like if we talk about the main premise of the movie is basically um it seems to be set in the uh, American Civil War time Uh, the confederates owning this plantation which obviously back in those days was when slave labor was a massive deal uh all the white people uh in the american colonization would just have these african-americans as their slaves picking cotton but not only is it a a plantation it's a, a what do they call it uh correctional so it's like it's like criminals like prison essentially but they're working out in the fields so they get treated pretty fucking badly exactly right the, the men are just doing more labor work the women are either hanging out laundry and serving as just someone to fuck for the yeah, for the men to come back to is, yeah is all it really is so it, it and it's fucking uncomfortable to watch like mm. even like it, again like not our place to really say but yeah. fuck it's uncomfortable to it watch it is it is very uncomfortable and that's sort of where some of the reviews come in about this movie and being another sort of um, uh, another movie based on you know the the past of of slave labor and racism and inequality and all that and more people being like is this another movie that we need or is it just this movie didn't show it properly it didn't really teach anything yeah because obviously the subject of of making these movies is is very it's a lot more touchy it's a lot more driven now than what it used to be because there's you know there's so much more because it's still fucking correctness out in the world there's more people starting to understand everything and start to learn and understand what did happen and why it was wrong and whatnot. and obviously it can be hard for people of that colour to watch these movies and try to take away as a good thing yeah but then it can just come down to how it's portrayed obviously the acting is brilliant they they cast the right people but yeah, it's just really how like it's written cast, and how it's yeah. portrayed, really, I guess, is, is the downfall. Yeah. Mostly. But in saying that, it still it still was a fine movie. It's a good movie, yeah. I enjoyed it. And I think most people will like it. Yeah. Like, at base level, you will like this movie. You'll come away with something from this. Yeah. It may not be much, but it, it will be something at least. Where you can go, huh, 
I learnt something maybe about the past issues of, of the American um, country or fuck I don't know what else but there's something <laughs> else you could fucking take from this movie yeah so yeah I don't know there's and you can follow it it does have a beginning middle and an end it does and, and the twist the twist isn't like wait what why it's not Tenet <laughs> yeah no, no, it's the, the much twist, more manageable yeah it's anyone, much more manageable anyone even half listening will be like oh cool yeah that's cool I wonder where they'll go with this yeah exactly right um so yeah I don't know if there's much more to talk about spoiler free from this it's too hard to talk about spoiler um, free without divulging the twist so basically this movie is set in two different periods which is what we'll say spoiler free wise you have Uh, three seconds to turn your car volume down three two one we're in the spoiler zone boom this movie is set in two different time periods yes that are technically at the same time yeah so Jumping to the spoilers now, this full of this full plot now, because this is where we'll get juicy about it. This movie is technically set at the same time, even though it seems like it is set many, many years ago yeah. in America. So our main character, Veronica, you get the first half an hour first of the movie. First half hour is pretty much what I, um, I put it down to. In the, on the Civil War plantation. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, okay, I didn't expect this. I wonder how the supernatural will come into this. Yeah, yeah. And then you get, and then you get the phone alarm, the iPhone alarm. Yeah. This incredible transition of a phone alarm waking her up in her, like yeah. in the bed back then, and then it comes to modern day. That's like that is such a cool moment, and I'm gonna keep talking about it because yeah. like the adrenaline you have after that bit of going wait exactly. what why so why the first half hour of it basically is 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 straight up from the intro scene that we're talking about of the panning through this this plantation where we're seeing um, the uh, the white woman and her daughter you know, in a lovely little dress and they've got this lovely little mansion and then it pans through and we start seeing um, their their slave labour doing, you know, we got some hanging out bed sheets and we have the other ones out in the fields picking the cotton. Uh, you have others setting up a tent and then as it moves through you see there's obviously someone's trying to escape or whatnot. Yada yada all happens when then we start to learn more about this plantation and the characters that we have involved in this, um, new people coming into the plantation. So it's really alluding to this movie is set back in the Way Confederation back. time yeah. during the Civil War. Yeah. And then as you said, the main the main guy that runs this plantation beds Veronica or her plantation name is Eden. So they have different names. That general has one of the coolest voices. He really That's fucking super does. Deep. Oh, mate! And it is—it's so crisp and clear it too. It really is. And it's just that deep West American voice. And you're just like, "Ooh, you're such a bad boy," but I love terrible it. Terrible bloke. Absolute. Absolute terrible. Worthlessly bloke. terrible bloke. So yeah, he just has his way with her, and then yeah, as you said, alarm goes off, and I'm, and that's when yeah. when I was seeing the cinema going. Like, what the fuck's happening right now? Why is there a phone alarm yeah. going off? So in the modern day, we find out Veronica's very, very successful. She's an incredibly successful, brilliant PhD, master's... Yeah, she's an author. She's an incredibly successful woman. Goes on the news and debates about... Racial inequality. Yeah, and racial inequality and stuff. Um, which is important. That comes yep. back later. It's important yep. that she's successful. Exactly right. Um, again, that's where you need more. You need more because... You just get a little slice of life. She yeah. goes off to a conference, and it's all—it all just sort of 
happens. Yeah, it's all it's all moving, and we start to see characters that we've seen in the past yeah. of the plantation. Yeah. So Veronica now is the same actress as Eden in the plantation. Yeah. And then the woman that she's talking to over Skype, Elizabeth, is the same white woman in the plantation. So I was just thinking, like, dreams you that will mislead you to think it's a parallel universe. Yeah. But they're just dreams. Oh, no, it is a parallel universe. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Because in there, she has a big painting of her as the equestrian, and it looks from that time period. There's all, like, the little symbols and stuff, the butterfly, all that shit. Yeah. And there's also the scene they lead to, like, when she gets up out of bed, she sort of holds her back here. Yeah, where she got the brand. At the start, is she got a brand. So it's sort yeah. of like, oh, is this, like, an ancestral thing now? But the brand isn't there. The brand is not there. She goes for a shower and lifts just her shirt, and there's nothing there. Coincidence. It's just getting old. So, the plantation is a Civil War reenactment society. Yep. Turned up to fucking 27. Absolutely yes. ramped up. It's... And then we find out it's people, this society, they got the little symbol, which is the branding, yeah. um, setting up to sort of rid the world of successful people of color yeah. who are very outspoken and stuff because the other guy on the plantation who she escapes with, mm-hmm. almost, spoiler, um, we find out she calls him Professor. Yeah. So, obviously, all of the people on the plantation are higher up, yeah, successful. Exactly right. So, yeah, so the premise, in a spoiler sense, society of rich, white, old people want yep. to get rid of rich, successful people of colour. Yep. Um, so they're basically, they're, hanging out, they're basically hanging out at the back of a uh, Civil War reenactment camp. Yep. So we'll, we'll touch on the ending scene later, but basically we see that there's a reenactment camp, but beyond that um, uh, level of where their park is, there's another section, and that's where they are in yep. there little camp area yeah so it's sort of like they're they're in the reenactment but they're in the the premium <laughs> they're like in the only fans edition yeah like where, this you, is the where you're shit. allowed to kill and yeah rape and, and it's horrible it's basically take it back to exactly how it was back in the day and make it real yeah so the secret society is not set up at all you get the logo a bunch and they flash it and they yeah. show like little Oh, we have cards to get into places, yeah, and but not enough. Yeah, and we're like, we we can pull the strings and blah 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 blah. But it, it's why? Where are they, where that's, are they coming from? Who is it? That's my big thing of this is, <laughs> and it's not sequel bait. There's no sequel bait. No, at the end. not at all. So no they're not setting bait. up a, a, a <laughs> no sort of universe. no no. It's not going to happen. And that is the thing you want to know about this society. Who they are, why is, they're it's still a going. Very interesting premise. Hundred percent, it is because not, it's one of not those wholly original, like a secret of society. Course whatever not. we've seen it, but this particular guys with these actors and these characters, yeah. hell yeah, I love to know I how, how this has kept going and how it's been able to be kept going. And all the reviews have said that. Yeah, because Across the board. anything with a society, if that's the driving force as the villain in a movie, yeah. you want to know who they are and why they do what they do. Yeah. And you barely get to know why they do what they do. Yeah. Basically, they just don't like black people. Yeah. That's all they went down with. They went, you don't need to know about anything about these guys other than they hate black people. Yeah. And it's just like, is it, are they worried they're coming for their jobs? Are they worried uh, yeah. they're going to overthrow? I don't know. Like, it's it, it's just not explained. Exactly right. And that that is, for me, the it's biggest so letdown of the movie. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Because it is one of those points where you want the expansion on. Yeah. 
that's one of the points where you go, that's where I need to know. Especially like like Jack Houston, he's disgusting in the in the plantation. He's yeah. so power mad and slimy and gross. But in the modern day, um, you, you barely see him. He, he helps with the kidnap. Yeah, but I was I was it. hoping he'd be like a gross waiter or something <laughs> yeah. in the hotel. And be like, because I wanted to see more of him doing that because yeah. he's so good. Like, yeah, but you see him in shadow, sort of putting chloroform over someone. Yeah, and that's it. And there's not much else beyond that. And again, even the kidnapping—it's not set up like the, the. No, it's the whole Uber bait and switch. Elizabeth, whatever the plantation owner. Yeah, Elizabeth can yeah. get into her hotel room, and she just throws a bit of paper around. It's yeah. just like, I want to see them. Like, okay, let's follow her. Let's see, like, what her moves are. Like, yeah. And explain why they want her specifically. Like, make them more villainous. Mm. I understand that on the plantation, they're the worst people in the world. They're yeah. absolute shame on humanity. Yeah. But in, in the modern time, they're not really villains. No. They're just kind of like, ah, oh, we're pretending to be an Uber driver. They're just bad people, is just all they are. They're just yeah. a crazy, deranged family. But, um, and, speaking. And I, and I wanted, like, Jordan Peele would have done this, like a, a funny, I know yeah. this isn't a funny movie, but a funny scene of them like at dinner with their normal family. Yeah, of course. And like, but they're actually these horrible monsters. Like, yeah. They live these two lives. You know? I course. want to see more of that. But again, in the modern time, the villains are not in it. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of when we, you know, we get these villains and actually, you know, they're part of this plantation. So that's when we get probably the next best cut of this movie is when she does get kidnapped and then the phone alarm goes off again. And it goes back to the plantation and yeah. it sort of cuts the exact same way it cut out. Like that as well. That's good. Yeah. That's good film awesome. right there. That's good cinema. It's really cool. Um, and then, yeah, then it's just back to the plantation and going, okay, they're in the now. Yeah. They're kidnapped. They're now at some big elaborate thing. But you don't know much else about it other than the fact that, okay, they're just now trying to escape. There's a really, really cool little Easter egg I noticed. Not an Easter egg, but like, very early in the movie, you get a hint that it's in the modern time. The the guy, the professor, calls Jack Houston a cracker. Yeah. Which is a modern word. Yeah, it's very and I, and I did not even think of it until they mentioned the modern time. I was just like, that's really cool. That, yeah. Like, in terms of writing, that's really cool. That's yeah. showing you the elephant before the curtain, you know? Like, it's really, really cool. Yeah. He, he does really good acting as well, the professor as well. He's great. You don't know much about him, but when he dies... No, nah, well, his... Um, he's so heartbroken. His wife dies in the first uh, opening of this movie anyway, yeah. and they have a bit of a, a burner's shed where... Yeah, it's they, a bit midsummer, isn't it? Yeah, like, they, <laughs> they burn off all the people that uh, they just kill because they aren't bathing properly. Yeah, and, and they have to get a, rid of the evidence, yeah, obviously. So she has so. a nice gold little necklace, and he's been instructed to go there and clean it out, and he goes there and sees the ashes and then sees her gold necklace in there and he just has this really tender you know screaming moment he rips his whole fucking shirt off and just like yeah. falls down wailing and that that's horror that's yeah by definition that is horror not, 100%. not what we were expecting but it no. is so horrific the yeah. fact that like this society like you're not coming back yeah, you, exactly. no matter what you're not coming back you're forced to live this yeah. torturous life or you get fucking chucked in the oven like horrible yeah, horrible literally. horrible scary terrifying yeah. Not quite what the poster <laughs> not, not, not quite. Um, so that's why that's why we're taught, like we're saying it's such a good movie, but also yeah, yeah you just need more, need more. Yeah, like the like the, the the puzzle pieces are there, but there's many gaps missing because you know it's the basis of a good film, and it just needs that little nudge from someone with a bit more experience. I want to say yeah. 
in the film industry to go this is this is what you need to put here yeah you've, this is how you've you skipped the part. rock a little bit like yeah come back yeah um you get a bit more hint of the modern time with daniel the little weasel kid yeah who gets he gets a woman and then he's like he's really shy and he's like He's sort of flirting like an awkward modern Tinder kid would f- yeah, flirt. Yeah, because say, like, oh, you're going to go and you're going to fuck this chick. You go yeah. wait for him in, in, in the cabin and he'll come and... And he's, and he's like looking at his feet and stuff and he's like, well, yeah. you are really pretty. And then, like, yeah, you know, like, and then just snaps and then just starts fucking hitting <laughs> yeah, him. Like, what the fuck are you Obviously he's also... But he gets his comeuppance with an axe in the face. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, um, how does she escape? How does she escape? She gets the phone. Yeah, so she's basically been training as well to... Uh, to try and escape again in learning the creak patterns of the floorboards and rubbing Vaseline or some sort of yeah. creamy substance into the door hinges because so obviously squeak. this is hand-built cabins and that. Nothing's going to be perfectly flawless um, to plan for this escape. And then, yeah, we mm. hear the phone going off and learn that it is actually the the main general of the camp who's got his cell phone on his horse. Yeah. And it's like three in the morning and it's sort of talking about um, I don't want to see this guy flaunting that little fucking kid on the TV anymore. What finding about this chick? I'll sort it out. I'll sort out whatever the fuck else. Yeah. Obviously, explaining that he's you know the spreading the word about his uh, that Veronica is missing and something's not right and whatever else. So there's investigations and whatnot else about it. As would happen in real exactly. <laughs> so yeah, then it's the whole you know modern day escape now. I've got to try and find reception and call the cops and send a pin of my location and then everything will be hunky-dory. And then the real problem with this movie comes along with the ending. Yeah. Because talk about a short movie with not enough plot. God, that ending is such a waste of time. There's, yep. there's a big horse chase through the forest. Well, just just before that, so she does end up killing yeah, yeah. the main general, um, Blake Denton, whatever the fuck. Kind of kills them all. Leads kills them all, them all the kills <laughs> kills the other guy and just burns them in the whole fucking barn or, or little burn shed that they've got I got swept up in that shot too as she's walking out it's so heroic I was like this chick yeah, she is yeah, she's fucking got the torch she's wearing one of the confederate and jackets and the scores all like swelling and stuff yeah. I was like ah. yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. awesome that's and a great then, shot yeah so then we get the, the horse chase then through the forest and the escape of this getting chased by Elizabeth the main white woman jeez that's weird it's, it is a very weird because then they start shooting guns that seem a little bit too modern yeah, than what they would have like, had. And there's a lot of like hiding and misdirection and yeah. the villain sort of talking out It's the whole cat and mouse villain game. Um, she gets a pretty grisly death. I love yeah, it that. is. I did enjoy that. She gets a very grisly death. She got fucked up. And then, yeah, and then there's about four minutes of slow-mo run, yeah. running through a reenactment. Which running is through where, a real reenactment. Which is where you learn that there is levels to the reenactment. Because the reenactors at the front yep. clearly don't know what's going no, on back there because they're just like hey we're because having they fun do, hey. because she does cross a line where it says then no trespassing yeah. after that no phones so no, yeah, no nothing shit. so obviously these people are going to go I wonder what's behind here because yeah. it is a fair bit out from that reenactment yeah. camp because she's riding for a fucking long time until they reach that point I hated that showdown at the end but like, yeah. I, I love the payoff of her death because it's very satisfying but yeah, the horse chase and stuff I was just like oh, you are you are Pinching pennies where you shouldn't be pinching pennies. I yeah. Think. I think you uh, put it in the wrong bucket, so yep. to speak. But yeah, so... Could have just done a little bit more. Not even a more climactic ending. Just like, I'm fine with her escaping on a horse and lynching Elizabeth. Yeah. But you didn't need all the chase and misdirecting and all that yeah, <laughs> leading no, up to it. Yeah, like, you get it was a bit much. That. Because again, 
you still don't get an explanation of Elizabeth or who she works for other than her father really wanted Veronica. Yeah. She didn't want her, but he did, and now look what happened. Yeah. So it's sort of just like a, eh, I still don't care. If there was an episode about them (laughs) explaining all of that, sure. Another, that's another fucking story. Um, I I would really love this as a Netflix series. That's my verdict. Yeah. So the movie ends basically, she she gets to the end of this reenactment park and we see the cops all chasing in because she was able to send her location to the police and you see that it's a proper reenactment camp. There's all people and Confederate flags and all that, you know, here to watch a reenactment of the Civil War. Cops are riding through and she's still just doing that. Like, and then as she rides out, it says um, Antebellum Re- Civil War Reenactment Park, Blake Denton, yep. owner yep. of the park. So yep. we learn that Blake Denton, or him, who is the general of this whole plantation, owns this reenactment park, hence why he's able to get away with this yep. because he owns it's his it. his land, yeah. No one knows about it. Um, end yeah. credits roll. We then get a brief two-second mid-credits roll. Oh, did you? I oh, you didn't see? No. Uh, <laughs> I, don't wait for, I don't wait for end credits. I, I, I wasn't going to. I was just scrolling through my phone oh. for a quick second, and it was like it was like a minute as soon as the credits rolled. And then all it was was um, a uh, bobcat b- bulldozing over the sign of the Ranakman Park. Oh, there you go. It's That's basically nice. just to say the truth is now out there of what happened here. It's done. It's done. There's no, there's no sequelness to come from this this is not going to happen yeah right so yeah that's Antebellum that's Antebellum again there's it's it, ha- it is a fine movie it's a good movie it's a very enjoyable movie but it's just, yeah yeah but as said I, I wholeheartedly agree a Netflix series of that would be brilliant yeah 100% especially if it, like you'd leave it with those directors as well and what was the budget 10 million did you 15. say 15 15 yeah, fuck it you get a series for 15 million that's very easy for Netflix easy Netflix, yeah. Look at the TV shows they pump out. They pump out full sci-fi shows. Netflix made the fucking Defenders. Like, yeah. They'll make anything. They made all those Marvel movies. Ugh. They can do that themselves. Yeah. The Marvel shows, sorry. Uh, um, maybe if it gets a bit of traction, maybe we'll see something more, but I doubt it. Yeah. I think uh, in the future, Lionsgate or whoever did the marketing for this needs to not go from the producers of Get Out and Us. Yeah, it's maybe unless it's it, by Jordan Peele, do it, not put his work. Somehow with it. made me even less excited for Candyman. I was not excited for Candyman. But yeah, now I'm really not fucking excited for Candyman. Uh, I know, I know, but because it's got his name on it. I know, but we're gonna do about it. it. Oh yeah, we're absolutely yeah. Do it. because it's <laughs> if that ever comes out. Yeah, if it does, that got delayed as well. But as long as Freaky doesn't get delayed, oh, I'm happy. A Halloween special is gonna <laughs> be a doozy. It is. All right. Um, so yeah, that's Antebellum, guys. If you do wish to see that movie, please and do you go should. see it. I think it, you should. it is worth a watch. It's not perfect, but it is a decent movie to watch. So take in our words, however you will. Sure. And um, just opinions. Let's just end this with some some quick questions that we've got. Only a couple of this one because more people will focus on the electro side of things. But we still had a couple here, so we'll jump to the Facebook ones real quick. Um, Gemma our old faithful coming through. If you guys could only choose one Spider-Man, which would it be and why? Toby, Andrew, or Tom? Toby McGuire. <laughs> I know, it's straight up to you, and one is Tom. He is terrible, but fuck. I know. Just... I think we spoke there through the Spider-Man yeah. episode. Go back and watch that one if you can. I think objectively, episode. Garfield, I think he was the most intriguing. Yeah. he was good at both sides. He was really good at both sides. Yeah, exactly right. Just but It just wasn't enough. Just wasn't enough. But yeah, I'm, I'm a Tom guy. 
you're always going to be a Toby guy. That's how it's going to be. It's going to be forever. Um, uh, Daniel with two here. His first one is, if you are forced to only watch one movie for the rest of your life, which movie would you pick? Ooh. Just one. Uh, it, it's my most rewatchable movie. Mm-hmm. So I guess Scott Pilgrim, just because... To me, that is the most rewatchable movie. It is very, very good. Or Winter Soldier, because that's exceptionally, exceptionally rewatchable as well. Yeah, for me, it's this is the end. Yeah, I've seen. I rewatched that movie way too many times <laughs> that anyone should ever watch that movie. I can't stop. It's yeah. it's brilliant. It's it's some of my favorite comedian actors movie. in that movie doing stupid shit, being themselves because they're acting as themselves. It's a fucking clever movie. I, I can't. It's I a can't. very very funny movie. I can't. Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, are geniuses for that one. Beautiful. And um, Dan asked a question that he's already asked before. I know. I saw this and I've gone, I know you've God asked damn this it, Dan. before. Let's see if answers have changed. If you could star in a movie, what type of movie no, would it be? No, my answer's still the same. I want to be Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. <laughs> I want to jump off helicopters and shit. That's what I want to do. You know what? Or I want to be Spider-Man. I want to be in a parody movie. I'm yeah, that was you your answer last time. No, no, no. Oh, no, it was a stoner comedy. Whatever. Stoner comedy. No, I want to be in something like Epic, epic Movie. Oh, or Scary yeah. Movie. 100%. I want to be known as that guy. God, you can be the nun. Bless you. Thank you. Well, alright, that that leads us to a question. Yes. That I'm going to ask again. Okay. What would you parody? Because uh, you could do, like, The Conjuring and, like, wear your stupid nun mask. Yeah, because that's like, it. Because I don't do those movies anymore and there's so much new content out there that you could really do a good parody what would it? What would it be called? Um, 2020. <laughs> yeah, look. 100%. Again, my answer's the fucking same. I would parody Mission Impossible. Yeah. And just do... Just get the biggest budget I could and just throw trucks off cliffs. 100%. What do you think? If you did... If you... Or... Okay, it's the Mission Impossible. It's IMF, but they have to keep hiring new hires because the agents keep dying in ridiculous stunts. So, like, he jumps out of a helicopter, but he misses the boulder <laughs> at the bottom and just fucking dies. And they're like, oh, God. This just pans out to the Alec Baldwin going. comes in and goes, uh, yeah, another, another one. one. <laughs> well, Alec Baldwin's dead. In it. Spoilers for Fallout, but Alec Baldwin's dead as yeah, well. Yeah, great. I haven't seen that one yet. So. Fuck, that's funny. God, I should write movies. Um, God, I'm good at everything. <laughs> Fuck me. You go all right, mate. God. All right. Last one here that I wanted to leave last is Brooke, who says, when are you making tees and long sleeves? Ah, a little, uh, little Brooke, teaser. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Tees and long sleeves. I don't yeah, know what the go weird. is there. It's as if I almost accidentally spoiled it last week. I oh, know you. It, it, but there's nothing to spoil. I mean, nah. nothing's happening ever. Because I mean, you need a logo for that, like a proper logo. It's as if you'd have to pay an exorbitant amount of money for one. Yeah, and you know, get and in we contact with that. someone about it and yeah. step up. You know, who like what you were doing as as, as a company. Boy, sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work, and I don't know if anyone would be interested anyway. I mean, Boy. we could throw it out there, but. I don't know. If you guys want shirts, maybe just let us know if you've come this far. But I'm sorry, Brooke. There's there's nothing currently. I don't know when that's going to happen. If if it does happen... In fact, this is the last episode of the podcast ever. Yeah, exactly Uh, right. We we broke up off camera earlier. Exactly right. Adam and I had a huge fight when I got here. Yes, it's pre-recorded. Yeah. And um, fuck you, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, someone should. Yep. Thanks, man. All right, that's the episode of this week. That's Antebellum. That's uh, MCU. That's No Time to Die. Never coming out. Yep. <laughs> um, if you made it this far, yes. please comment below what movie would you parody and what yes. would it be called? 
and what would my Mission Impossible... It would just be called Mission Possible. Mission pretty... <laughs> mission quite possible. Yeah. And yeah. At, the, at the end, they just get the job done. Just like, here you go, here's the contract. Um, <laughs> and leave a like while you're there. Yeah. Um, if you are on Spotify or any of your uh, audio apps, which a lot of you are, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, yeah, just drop a follow if you can follow. If you can't follow... Just chuck up a screenshot or something. Tag us on Instagram because we love seeing that yes, shit. We feed great. off it. It makes our week. Um, honestly, just share it around. Yeah. Just tell people. Tell your friends. Do whatever you can. So It's all free. Until next week for whatever we shall do then. I don't know because I haven't checked the scene. Um, yeah, you need a grill, Shepo. Let's do a Shepo because I don't think there's anything coming out. Yeah. Get that motherfucker <sighs> down Shepo, I'm coming for you, boy. Get on here. Pick a movie and we will do it. Exactly right. So, I guess ending on that, uh, this has been the You Like That podcast, and my name uh, has been Adam, and it will be Adam for quite a while, and um, and yourself? Um, up until we just broke up before, yep. before I fucking hated you, I was Jack. Now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now my name is Jack PA, which stands for Post Adam, and it signifies my life without you in it. Ah. Which is, um, you know, freeing of the shackles of this fucking show. Mm. Um, and of you as a person. Fair. Fair. <laughs> um, I'm free without the burden of having to speak to you again. Yeah. I'm still Jack, though. Thank you for watching. We will see you next week, no matter what it is. You like that forever. Never going away. Never going um, away. You're hired again. We're back. We're a show again. Fuck yes. Break up over. Hiatus <laughs> over. <laughs> We're right. like a metalcore band who breaks up and <laughs> Fuck. four seconds later it's like, oh no, we will kill you. That's true, that's true. Our outro's go for way too long. Bro, our outro's gonna be an hour next week, I'm calling it.